This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sunday's Agenda with myself, Sean Bradbury, and Theo Squires here to my right. I'm going to do things slightly differently today and, of course, look back a little bit at Arsenal yesterday, mainly through looking at Joel Matthews' performance. But what we want to do, we want to leave this room in 10 or 15 minutes or so with the definitive top five of Liverpool's best ever free transfer signings, which we're now, of course, going to make the case for Joel Matip shooting up that list a little bit. Um, let's start with Joel Matip then, Theo. You were at Anfield yesterday in the press box for the Echo and your analysis pretty much concerned Mr Matip. Uh, and what a storming start he's had to the season. Two goals in four games. He's a one and two man nowadays, is Joel. <laughs> um, talk, us through, talk us through what you think's changed with him. I mean, is it is it simply the case of playing alongside Virgil van Dijk and, and what that does to you? I, I kind of feel like, obviously, there's an element of that and, and the, the team's grown around Matip a little bit. You know, it's it's a much better side now than it, than it has been across the, well, it's his fourth season, isn't it? Across his entire time at Anfield. But is it, you want to give him a little bit more credit than just saying you're playing along, probably the, alongside the best centre-half in the world. Like, it's, what do you think's changed in Matip's game? He's looking a lot more confident. I suppose that comes from stability of actually playing and knowing the shirt's your own. Mm. Like, I think all three of the Liverpool defensive options who play alongside Van Dijk have looked at their best when they've had that clear run of games. Like Joe Gomez was superb first half of last season. Dejan Lovren was obviously exceptional uh, when Liverpool went to that first Champions League final. And now Joel Matip's had half a season alongside Van Dijk. And you're going to be more confident playing games. And when you can build that uh, relationship, that partnership with Van Dijk and your fullbacks either side and the goalkeeper, you're going to look better. With uh, Matip, he's always been a bit shaky. Regular listeners of the uh, podcast will know <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of him. Um, Connor Dunny isn't either. We've always said prefer yeah. Joe Gomez. But there's something different about him this season. And that is that confidence. There's still those uh, meandering runs forward. You know, the yeah. stuff that you wince at and you look, oh, he's not going to get back quickly enough. But I think that influence from Van Dijk's rubbed off on him. Like playing for Liverpool, he's realised he's got a fight on his hands and it's helped players right, reach these higher levels. And that's what you do when you've got the world-class players alongside you. Like we've seen it time and time again over the years. Like Luis Suarez, think how much they got an extra 5% from his teammates yeah. uh, in the defence. It looks like Van Dijk's having the same impact. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. And I always thought like, you look at Lovren, he was a little bit hard done by because he came from a Southampton team where it was quite a defensive setup, wasn't it? They had the other kind of double pivot in front of them. So he always had a bit of protection. And like in his early days at Liverpool having only kind of an aging but still brilliant Gerrard ahead of him, it wasn't the best. But like, yeah, you, you look at how Liverpool operate now and whilst we're not a defensive team by any means, there's there's a kind of grafting midfield ahead of you. You've got Van Dijk alongside you, obviously the two fullbacks we all know about, fantastic players. Alisson behind you, albeit not at the <laughs> minute. It's it's a good setup. It's kind of a good time to be a centre-back at Liverpool. So second question on Matip then before we move on. Do you think, I know it's early days in the season and we'll chop and change, Liverpool will rotate, of course, they'll have to given all the competitions they're in, but... Is he is he first choice centre back now alongside Virgil? I think yes. I think he's done enough to show that he is. Before it's always been the partner is the man in um, possession of the shirt. Yeah, and I think there's a bit something more about him. Like so far this season, Van Dijk hasn't been at his best. Uh, I think we can all quietly agree on that. He's yeah. not been poor by any means, but we've seen him play better. And Matip has outshone him at times. Like there were times yesterday. I think the one moment that stands out for me is um, when Abamyang had that chance when he was all, almost one on one. Oh yeah. When he got in behind the defence, I had a very animated Ian Doyle next to me screaming, "He's offside!" <laughs> Obviously, the flag didn't come, and then Matip looks over, sees the flag's not coming, and there's just this amazing burst of speed from him to get back. And it's not something you usually associate with him. He's not the quickest defender on Liverpool's books. And this is against one of the quickest strikers in the league. Mm. And he's got back. He's not even had to go to ground to win the ball. He's just nicked it off his toes. Danger's gone. 
that that is Horizon's ability. Mm. He is the man in possession of the shirt, but he's made a proper claim to make it his own long term, the same as Lovren did before him and Gomez did before him. Mm. Absolutely. Well, if you haven't read it yet, go and have a read of Theo's piece <laughs> from yesterday. As as it concludes, Joel Matip can now claim to have the song. We we watch him defend. We watch him score. Yes. You know, he's uh, <laughs> two he's, in four. Is it? Yeah, he's doing doing very Best well. Scoring season for a club. Absolutely. Um, right then, well. We've made the case for Matip um, and how, how good he's been, how central he is to the team in the minute. He's a Champions League winner. Let's let's start at the top then. I think we, we best start start with number one and work backwards with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Matip breaks the top five. We're probably going to make the case for him being the third best free transfer Liverpool have had, but number one, I think we're both in agreement on number one. It's got to be James Milner. Yeah, when you look at all these great free transfers Liverpool have had, Milner's the one who's been there the longest. He's had the most responsibility. He stepped up with big goals. And he was there in Madrid. He's won the Champions League. He's delivered so many times. And I think his eyes were raised when Liverpool signed him. It was James Milner. Yeah. Given the number seven shirt. And he's just proven all the doubters wrong. He's getting better with age. Mm. And he keeps delivering. His contract's up, what, in the summer? And you're not thinking, oh, Liverpool should let him go. He's getting on a bit. You're thinking, you probably get another four years out of him. Oh, Even absolutely. as a squad player, he's exceptional. Yeah, 180-odd games, I think 22 goals for the Reds. Played that season at left back, didn't he? He's just, he's, assists he's, as well. Uh, oh, so well, many absolutely. assists. Assist, loads of assists. That, that Champions, League, the Champions League, yeah, f- phenomenal. Uh, kind of pretty much the man from the spot. And I think he, if he's, he's still on the pitch, he, he takes the pens, yeah. doesn't he? He's, he's great record there. So, yeah, we're giving him the number one spot. Number two, I think, is where you could maybe make a case for Joel Matter. But I think if if he carries on like he is, he'll maybe he'll maybe crack that number two spot. But Gary Mack still the man there. Yeah, still Gary Mack. Until last season, he was still number one, let's be honest. Yeah. So Again, so many memories. You remember the Barcelona penalty, the Everton winner. So vital for that run where Liverpool won the treble and qualified for the Champions League. And that was really the start of modern Liverpool, wasn't it? Yeah. Having those European nights. Uh, and he's just, we love his baldy head, don't we? <laughs> Gary Mack is exceptional. Imagine if we'd had him 10 years earlier. Oh, that, I remember that, that that was the feeling at the time, wasn't it? That that initial season that he came in. And even, even the second season, I think he played the best part of 40 games and... Liverpool finished second, didn't he, behind Arsenal? And, you know, he was still a big part of that. But yeah, what a, a wise old head coming into that squad was exactly what everyone needed. And I think you're right. Not only did he have an effect for those two campaigns, I think what the likes of Gerrard and others would yeah. have learned from playing from, playing from him and the professionalism um, that, that he had after such a distinguished career. I think that, that unites those two guys, doesn't it? Milner and Gary Mack. It's a, a, an instant impact and, you know, brilliant things on the pitch for two two fellas who are kind of in the in the latter stages of their career, shall we say. But but the effect that they've had on the squad around them and especially the youngsters, just great, great characters in the dressing room as well, by all accounts. So we're we saying that uh, James Milner might be Trent Alexander-Arnold's assistant manager one day. <laughs> not about you heard it here first from Theo Squires on the agenda. Um, yeah, I can see that happening. So Milner number one, Gary Matt number two, Matip number three. Are we are we are we giving him that now? He's he's been there long enough. He's won the Champions League. I think when you look at the other three transfers on this list, they haven't got the silverware. Yeah, Matip, whilst he's not been first choice for that whole period, it's a bit hard to judge him in the moment. Uh, but I think when you come back a few years' time and you're looking at it, you're going to remember the players that have won the trophies. So Joel Matip probably edges it for now. Mm. Okay, so there's our top three. I think when you when you're narrowing this down to five, this is where it gets a little bit tricky. <laughs> I'll I'll read some of the contenders that we've we've kind of uh, we, we've touted, and then we'll we'll try and get these two spots nailed. But Fabio Aurelio's up there, Marcus Babel. Um, Yari Lippmann and perhaps Bolo Zenden Maxi Rodriguez is another I think has got solid claims we've also put maybe slightly slightly more romantically Robbie Fowler and Colo Torre um, Craig Bellamy Craig Bellamy yeah <laughs> he, he could absolutely be in, uh, in contention I think I think we can probably narrow this down to Aurelio Maxi 
and Babel. So who who jumps out for you there to take take the fourth spot? That's a tough one. Um, let's go with longevity again. Fabio Aurelio is up there. He would definitely be in if hadn't been for injury. Um, he's stepped up and he's got some big moments in his Liverpool career. Some big wins. Like he's playing quite a few against Arsenal. He was actually at the game yesterday, was he, so yeah? he's still was got it? that uh, connection with the club, with the yeah. fans. And I just think of like that that cross, Peter Crouch. You know, when he got the perfect hat trick. Yeah. Uh, the free kick against Chelsea in the quarterfinal, even though they end up losing. Obviously, scored at Old Trafford. It's just a shame that he was made of like paper. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. brilliant. He had such a good left foot on him. Uh, he was a man for a big occasion as well. And when Liverpool had that amazing spell under Benitez. He was pinnacle to that. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I, I, I don't think you can argue with that. 130 odd games, I think six goals. Bit of a bit Stop of a nearly the one against Bolton. Uh, well, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, bit of a nearly man and a nearly team, but like you say, I don't, that's not his fault. His injury record was just very unfortunate. I think, I think I'll go with you there. We'll give him the number four spot. So, are we saying it's a straight straight scrap between Marcus Babel and Maxi Rodriguez for for number five? This is one we disagree on, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> go on. Who's 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 your make your case for who you'd. Go for I'm it. going Maxi Rodriguez because again you look at these players like we said Bellamy, Fowler, Zenden, Lippmann, yeah, they're all good names. They've all done stuff for the club, but they weren't at the club for very long. Like Yari Lippmann, he had his moments, um, that brilliant goal against Tottenham, for example. Yeah, but it was only what a year and a half he was there. I think so. Uh, Fowler, it's the romance, but it, what he did was ten years before that. Mm. Sendon's played in Champions League final, of course, but he's another who maybe got screwed over a bit by injury, if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Bellamy, he had a great second season and when he came back. Obviously, uh, got the goal that got Liverpool to the League Cup final against Man yeah. City. Set up the winner for Andy Carroll in the FA Cup semi-final, but he didn't want to stick it around for another season. Went back to Cardiff. Mm. And it's from where almost there they just didn't do enough was Maxi Rodriguez again he wasn't there for maybe the longest period but he was a quality player I think we had what two years out of him two and a half something like that yeah uh, he was involved in that run to the League Cup final scored some memorable goals we all remember his hat tricks um, some great goals in that as well loved going to Stamford Bridge and he's got one of the best chances we've heard at Anfield in the past <laughs> decade so let's go Maxi you make a good case. You make a good case, and like you know, chance. I have to give you that. That was that was phenomenal. He, he certainly had a great purple patch when he got those hat tricks, and I think it's seventeen goals in almost eighty games. It's not a bad record for a player who's in and out the side. But I think my argument, my my pro Marcus Babel argument, would be simply show us your medals. I think in in a, in a similar amount of games, he he had more of an impact on the team. It was kind of a roving attacking right back who who felt like a little bit ahead of the curve. That you know, obviously now that's that's kind of what all top clubs look from, uh, from from their fullbacks. And like, you kind of think, I think Trent's a little bit kind of in his image and a bit of a trailblazer in that respect. Yeah, I just think his his role in the treble season was was phenomenal. Very unfortunate what happened to him with injury afterwards. Uh, and I think if allowing, we're allowing Aurelio in despite his patchy injury record, I think we've got to make room for Marcus. But I don't think this is one we're going to agree on. So how are we going to settle this? Let's debate it a bit more first. I think with Marcus, best moments, what? Scoring at Goodison. Yeah. Scoring in the UEFA Cup Which final. Which obviously counts, you know, massively <laughs> in his favour. Um, what else is there? For Babel, I, I don't think you need much more than that. That's I don't enough, think, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> for a fullback. I think he got like, you know, well, he popped up with five or six goals in his time. And and yeah, I just think if you've got if you've got that medal hall and you were part of that season, which for me, prior to prior to Klopp, and obviously, you know, 2005 was, was absolutely phenomenal. But that I still look back on that season as probably the most enjoyable I've had as a red. It's that, 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 well, this is a whole other agenda entirely, but that's probably still, after last season and, and obviously the Istanbul season, it's probably my third favourite season uh, supporting the club. And obviously, yeah, Babel was, Babel was a, a huge part of that. So I, I just think he's, when, 
well, in the midst of time, when we're when we're having this this debate again in a few, you know, five ten years time, I think a couple of weeks, yeah, but yeah, possibly, yeah. <laughs> um, I just think Babel will will win out just because like he's he's part of stronger and happier and you know memories that involve more silverware than Maxi. Albeit, I do give do give Maxi a fair bit of credit. I'm going to be controversial here and say the only reason Babel is rated so highly is partly because of what he achieved before he came to Liverpool, and you could probably say that for the likes of Lippmann and as well. So you think, well, he's played for Bayern Munich, he's played for Germany and he's got success there. And yes, granted, that probably counts for Maxi Rodriguez as well. You remember how good he was for Atletico. But if you're looking back at these players when they retire, uh, Maxi's got that goal in the World Cup for Argentina. And he's still going strong in Argentina now at like 38, 39 years old, having gone back to uh, Newell Old Boys for what, the fourth time? You got to love the <laughs> romance there. No, 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 I'll give you that. I mean, I, I think this this is a high score. Have we got many this. Argentinian uh, viewers. Well, we'll, we'll soon find they're out. They're backing me, aren't they? So. <laughs> I think I don't think we're going to agree. No, we're so not. For, for the for the purposes of, of the agenda, let's let's rock paper scissors. This. Uh, how do we get this around the microphone? Um, we'll 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 just we'll just go for it. Okay. Are we saying on and on three? On three, straight up, best of one. Okay, all right then. One, two, three. There you have it. Max, Max Rodriguez. Rodriguez is the fifth best uh, <laughs> free transfer. Just pipping Marcus Babel uh, into fifth. Uh, right, top five then. James Milner, number one. Gary McAllister, number two. Joel Matip, shooting up the charts, number three. Number four, Fabio Aurelio. And number five, Maxi Rodriguez. That is our top five. Um, feel free to get involved. Send us your feedback on the Blood Red podcast group. Tweet Theo, tweet myself if you think <laughs> we've missed anyone or been a bit unfair to anyone. Um, but yeah send Sean all your abuse for not agreeing with me absolutely yeah and for losing at rock paper scissors yeah. if anyone's got any tips there so I can win <laughs> next time uh, excellent that was your agenda we'll be back next week you've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo